YouTube Live in five, four, three, two, one. Peace and blessings, YouTube. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Bible Class Truth Hour here on the four-time national award-winning POET Radio. I am your host, your brother, minister, and teacher of the Bible Class Ministry of the Truth Hour Ministries, Brother Black Ice. Now, today's lesson is dealing with Halloween and how Halloween came out of the Roman Catholic Church. Why is this so important to bring this lesson to you today? Because many of us gave our children Halloween and many of us who are not familiar with this are gonna be giving our children Halloween in about 11 days from now. So the purpose of this lesson coming to you October the 19th is to give you an advance warning and give you an advance notification that this is something that God does not approve of and we have to be held accountable even for what we allow our children to do. We have to be held accountable. So, brothers and sisters, with that being said, let's go ahead and read off the what we believe and so that those who are watching and those who are listening for the first time can really understand that this is a Bible-based ministry. The Truth Hour Bible Class is an online social media Bible-based ministry where we teach the uncut word of God as it is written in the Bible, line upon line, precept upon precept, Isaiah 28 and 10. Our mission is to lead as many souls to Jesus the Christ so that through the word of God and the keeping of the commandments, we may receive salvation. Our motto is, if you cannot read it, then do not believe it. Here's what we believe, number one. We believe in the name of Jesus. We have no dispute. If you choose to use the Latin version of the name, if you go and look at this Bible right here, which is the 1611 King James Version of the Bible, there are no J's in here. Where we have J's today, it's I's in here. This is the 1611. It's pronounced Isus. So if you want to call his name Isus, that's fine. If you want to call his name Yahshua, that's fine. Yahweh, that's fine. We proudly and boldly use the name Jesus on this platform because we understand that Jesus is just a translation of the language in which they spoke when Jesus was here on earth. Number two. We believe that Jesus alone is our Lord and Savior. Number three, we believe in the Sabbath day, which is from Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. Number four, we believe in the seven feast days or holy days of the Lord. Man has holidays, the Lord has holy days. You can find those written in the book of Deuteronomy, um, Leviticus, the 23rd chapter. Again, Leviticus, the 23rd chapter. We believe that we, the so-called African-American, and those who were spread throughout the world by way of the transatlantic slave trade are indeed Israelites. And the statutes, the laws, and commandments apply to us. Number seven. I'm sorry, number six. We believe that we must keep the law to the best of our ability. Number seven, we believe that we must keep the Lord's dietary law. A lot of people don't know, but the Lord has a dietary law a law of beasts that may be eaten and beasts that may not be eaten. 
So we know that according to the dietary law, if you are a Christian or a follower of Jesus, it is not permissible for you to eat things like pork or catfish or shrimp or lobster or many of the other various things that they call a delicatessen today. It is anti-Christ or against Christ to eat those things according to the dietary law listed in Leviticus, the 11th chapter, number eight. We believe that both the scriptures or the Old Testament and the testimony of the New Testament must be used when teaching the word of God. You can't be a New Testament Christian or an Old Testament scholar. You must be both. Isaiah 8 and 20. We don't believe in Sunday Sabbath service. Well, what are you saying about all the people that go to church on Sunday? What we're saying, brothers and sisters, is that they're going to church on a day that the Romans through Constantine set up the day that the Lord commanded us to go to church on or to have a holy convocation or gathering was Saturday, which starts at Friday when the sun goes down. And it ends at Saturday when the sun goes down. So when we say we don't believe in Sunday Sabbath service, the word Sunday and Sabbath don't go together because Sabbath means the seventh day. Sunday is the first day of the week. Look on any calendar. Look at the day that's all the way to the left. That's your first day, which is Sunday. Then you got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Then the last day on your calendar is all the way to the right. That's your seventh day, and that's Saturday. So no, we don't believe in Sunday Sabbath service. We don't believe in the Trinity doctrine. There are no three gods. There's only two. The Father and the Son, as it is written in John 1 and 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Holy Ghost is not a God. He is one of the three that bear record in heaven. But he don't sit on the throne, and he doesn't share power with the Father and Son. He is a servant of the Father and the Son. We don't believe in the cross or any images that originated by way of religion, because the Lord said, worship me in spirit and in truth. What spirit? Have you ever seen a spirit before? No. He wanted you to believe in something that you could not see, but see the evidence of its existence all around you. That's where faith comes in. At. The substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things what? Unseen. You can't see spirit. Worship me in spirit and in truth. We don't believe in the holidays that originated in the worship of other gods, such as Christmas, such as Easter, such as New Year's and Halloween. We don't believe in none of those holidays. That's why the Lord gave us holy days or feast days. If you want to know what they are, go to Leviticus, the 23rd chapter, and begin to just read down. Those are things that we are commanded to do. Number 10, we believe that salvation through Jesus is for all people, no matter what race, color, or nationality. Revelation 79. Brothers, please, at this time, if you have a hat on or a head covering, kufi or whatever, remove it off your head. And sisters, if you don't have a head covering, we ask that this time that you go and you put a scarf or a head covering over your head, because in the word of God, 1 Corinthians 11, chapter verses three through six, it says that a woman who's praying or prophesying, and anytime you're reading scripture, you're either praying or prophesying, that you must have a head covering. 
This is the ordinances of God. And men, you must not have a head covering. Okay? With that being said, let's go ahead and get into our lesson. Halloween, All Hallows Eve, and All Saints Day. Again, Halloween, All Hallows Eve, and All Saints Day. Halloween came out of the Roman Catholic Church. You can't be a Christian and celebrate Halloween. What you are about to learn in this Bible lesson today, brothers and sisters, will be powerful, but it will be shocking to so many people. When you learn about the origin of Halloween and its relationship to the church, some of you all will begin to shake your heads. The devil or Satan is a copycat. I'll even call him the tree of the knowledge of good and evil or the serpent or the dragon. All names for the same individual, Satan or the devil. He's a copycat God. He's a copycat that will give you days to celebrate that are anti-Christ, but it looks like it's fun, it's innocent, it's pure, or even give you holidays to celebrate that you ignorantly, which means not knowing, will put Jesus's name on top of it. It is important to know his days as opposed to God's days. Did you, did you understand what I'm saying? It's important to know his days as opposed to God's days so that we won't be guilty of being anti-Christ ourselves. The only way that the devil can affect man is through man. The word Halloween is derived from the term holy evening. So write that down. That's the first one. Somebody put it in the, in the chat group. The word Halloween is derived from the term holy evening. What evening was this referring to? And what was holy about this evening? We will find out these answers in today's lesson. Get ready, brothers and sisters, to know the truth and get ready to be set free. Now, deception comes in many forms and it comes from many different places, but the most dangerous place that deception will come from will be the church. Let's start our lesson in the book of Matthew 24th chapter. The book of Matthew, the 24th chapter. And we're going to read what Jesus said when his disciples asked him, what will be the signs, Jesus? Let us know. We want to know what's going to be the sign of the end of the world and your coming. And what was the first thing that came out of Jesus's mouth? Matthew 24, verses three through five. And it reads, and as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of your coming and of the end of the world? So the end of the world and his coming is synonymous with one another.
And Jesus answered and said unto them, take heed that no man deceive you. So wait a minute. There are many things that Jesus could have said, but the top thing that he said that was at the top of his priority scale was to take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name. I come in the name of Jesus, my Lord and Savior. I come in the name of Jesus. For many shall come in my name. Who comes in the name of Jesus and where do they come in the name of Jesus at? It's the church. And it's the leaders of the church. It's your ministers, it's your pastors, it's your preachers, it's your evangelists. They all come in the name of Jesus. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Well, what is it that they will be saying? And what is it that they will be doing that will deceive many? Well, deception contains a portion of the truth. You know, I always tell the story about how truth and a lie went swimming together, right? And when Lie saw truth in the water naked, Lie went and put on truth's clothing. And now we have a naked truth trying to catch up with the well-dressed lie. But we got that lie tonight, and we're going to undress that lie, which is clothed by the clothing of truth. And that's how you get deception, because the lie has a little bit of the truth in it. So in the church today, we say the right name. We say the name of Jesus which is translated from uh, Yahshua and Isua and Isuas to Jesus. But many practices that are done in the church are anti-Christ or anti-Jesus. When we look at the celebration of Halloween, brothers and sisters, we see a lot of focus on the dead and the ability to communicate with those who are dead. So what we want to find out today, does the Bible condone the communication with the dead? Does the Bible speak on us communicating with the dead? Does the Bible speak on the dead being able to communicate with us? Let's find out. Let's go to the book of Ecclesiastes, the ninth chapter. The book of Ecclesiastes, the ninth chapter. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, 1 Samuel, 2 Samuel. You go all the way down to the book of Ecclesiastes, which is after Psalms and after Proverbs. Okay, so we're going to go to the book of, of Ecclesiastes, the ninth chapter. And let's read what the Bible says about the dead. Now, when we at the funeral, you know, we love to say our loved ones are in heaven looking down on us, smiling as if they are knowledgeable of something that's going on. Let's see. Ecclesiastes, the ninth chapter, verses three through five, and it reads, there is an evil among all things that are done under the sun. That there is one event unto all, yeah. Also the heart of the sons of men is full of evil and madness is in their heart while they live. And after they, after that, they go to the dead. So death is considered evil, according to the word of God. 
Well, why did God put death on the table in the first place? He put death on the table as a reward for sin. When man sins, something has to die. We're going to deal with that in a little bit also. So there is an evil among all things that are done under the sun. They said that death is the great equalizer. No matter how important you are, how rich you are, how powerful you are, how poor you are. This is a pathway that we all must go through, that we all must cross. Number four, it says, but to him that is joined to all the living, there is hope. So while you are alive, you can still get your life together. You can still work on your own salvation with fear and trembling. Get into this word of God. Repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of your sins. This is how you get salvation, brothers and sisters. So while you're alive, you can still do, do those things. You could do a whole 180. Just turn from your way and, and, and my way. It says, for a living dog is better than a dead lion. Why is that? For the living know that they shall die, but the dead know not anything. Did you hear what that said? For the living know that they shall die, but the dead know not anything. Oh, man, my grandmother turning over in her grave. Where do we get these things from? Oh, I, 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 can, I can see him smiling now. From, where do we get this stuff from? It says that the dead know not anything, neither have they any more a reward for the memory of them is forgotten. In other words, they are unconscious. They are in an unconscious state. In the best way that I can put it, brothers and sisters, but this is not even the best terminology because, see, when you're asleep, you can dream. But just using the example, you don't even know what time it is when you're asleep. You go to sleep at nine o'clock, you wake up, you're like, man, how long have I been asleep? You look at the clock, it's six o'clock in the morning. You said, man, it, I just closed my eyes. And that's how the dead is going to be when the dead is raised up. The dead is going to look at it like, man, I just closed my eyes. To us, though, mama been gone for 20 years. Mama been gone for 30 years. Mama been gone for 40 years. That's to us. But to them, it's just a moment. It's just an instant. It's just a twinkling of an eye. They took that last breath. They exhaled. They gave up what the Bible calls the ghost, which is your breath your breath of life, and they close their eyes. They don't know what's going on with you right now, brothers and sisters. Ecclesiastics 9 and 5, uh, one more time, it says, for the living know that they shall die, but the dead know not anything. Well, wait a minute. Let's go to Genesis, the third chapter. Let's go to Genesis, the third chapter. This is something called learning something on the way to learning something. Genesis, the third chapter. We're going to go here, and then we're going to read verses 1 through 6. Genesis 3, 1 through 6. It says, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yeah, because God said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden. 
And the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. So she clearly understood the instructions that God gave Adam who gave to her. Now look at what the devil tells her. This is the first lie ever recorded in the Bible. And the serpent said unto the woman, you shall not surely die. For God does know that in the day thereof, then your, uh, that you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open and you shall be as God's knowing good and evil. He didn't lie about that part, that their eyes were going to become open and they will be as God's knowing good and evil. He didn't lie about that part. But the lie was, you shall not surely die. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, verse six, and that the that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband and he did eat. They sinned, brothers and sisters. So again, when something, when man sins, something has to die, right? So just for the sake, let's keep your book right there, Sister Key. Let's go down to the bottom and let's show them what God did, right? It says at verse 21, remember when they sinned and their eyes became open, they made them fig leaves to cover their private parts because there was a law that said that Thou shalt not kill. They knew that they couldn't kill anything. Man was a vegan because you couldn't kill an animal. Nothing in God's creation could be killed before man sinned. Let me show you the first thing that was killed after man sinned. Genesis 3 and 21. Unto Adam, also to his wife Eve, wife did the lord god make coats of skin and clothed them where did he get the coats of skin from he got them from an animal brothers and sisters for their sin god sacrificed and shed the blood of an animal and used the skin of their animal to provide coats for them to cover themselves when man sins Something has to die. Blood has to be shed. And this was just a forerunner until Jesus came and shed his blood. Oh, brothers and sisters, we can go so many ways, a lesson within a lesson. But let's get back to our lesson, which is Halloween came out of the Roman Catholic Church. You cannot be a Christian and celebrate Halloween. Let's go to the Wikipedia and look up Halloween. It says, the Roman Christian church traditionally observed Halloween through a vigil. Worshippers prepared themselves for feasting the following All Saints Day with prayers and fasting. So you got Halloween and then you got All Saints Day. Remember, at the beginning of this lesson, we explained to you that the word Halloween 
means All Hallows Eve or evening, brothers and sisters, a holy evening. So let's continue reading. Worshippers prepared themselves for feasting on the following All Saints Day with prayers and fasting. This church service is known as the Vigil of All Hallows or the Vigil of All Saints. An initiative known as Night of Lights seek to further spread the vigil of All Hallows throughout Christendom. Why do you think they put the candles inside of the pumpkins, brothers and sisters? It says, after the service, suitable festivals and entertainments often follow, as well as a visit to the graveyard or cemetery where flowers and candles are often placed in preparation for All Hallows Day. So you got All Hallows Day, then you got the day before that, which is the evening, All Hallows Eve, Hallows Wing, Halloween. In Finland, because so many people visited the cemeteries on All Hallows Eve to light votive candles there, they are known as Volumary or seas of lights. It's getting better, brothers and sisters. It's getting better. We are looking at a church that matches the identity or the description of a doctrine of a devil. Ash Wednesday and use it. Told us not to use in the Ten Commandments in Exodus the 20th chapter. Why are all these things being done through this church that the Bible tells us not to do? Don't they use the same Bible that we use? Aren't these things written in their First Timothy, the fourth chapter, and we're going to read about these seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, verses one through seven. First Timothy four, verses one through seven, and it reads, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. So let's stop right here. We're dealing with a chapter. We here on the Bible Class Truth Hour and Truth Hour Ministries teach our listeners who are studiers of the Bible, that in order to understand a chapter, you must first get the subject matter of that chapter. So here in 1 Timothy, the fourth chapter, the subject matter is seducing spirits 
and doctrines of devils. I'm gonna read it again so you can catch it because I want you to learn how to catch the subject matter when you're reading a chapter. It says, now the spirits speak of expressly that in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Now, now that we know the chapter is dealing with seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, let's read about some of them that are mentioned here in this chapter. Let's go down to verse three through seven. It says, forbidding to marry. Is there a church that forbid their priests to marry? That have nuns that cannot marry? Here, one of the seducing spirits and the doctrines of devils is forbidding to marry. God performed the first marriage in the garden. Come on now. Here's another one. Commanding to abstain from meats which God has created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. So here, there's a lot here going on. On Friday, they say you can't eat meat. You just have fish. Go to any Catholic hospital like the one I work at. On Friday, they have a whole different menu. On Friday. So it says, you abstain from meats which God has created to be received with thanksgiving for them which believe and know the truth. So all meats are not made to be eaten. But the ones that are listed in Leviticus, the 11th chapter, are. It explains to you which ones are. So you can't sit up there and tell me not to eat something which God gave me permission to eat and say that it came from the Bible. Maybe it comes from you personally, in your personal mind, but you can't make a doctrine out of it unless it gets even better. It says, for every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving. Oh, we're about to have these holidays come up. You're going to have ham on the table and Somebody going to ask you to pray over this pork that's on the table. Somebody is going to ask you to pray over this shrimp that on, oh, Lord, bless this food. How can you ask the Lord to bless something that he called an abomination to you? Seducing spirit and a doctrine of a devil, brothers and sisters. But we don't know this stuff. We wasn't taught this stuff. We grew up as sons and daughters of slaves. Our parents came from the South. The slave master gave our parents what was left. So they ate the pig and said, hey, you can have the intestines. So we said, fine. We call them chitlins or chitterlings. Our people didn't know better. Many of our people didn't know better. They didn't know that not only was the chitterlings, the bacteria track that the bowel movements go through. And that's why they smelled the way they smelled when your mother and your father was cleaning them. That's why they had to be cleaned like that. 
brothers and sisters. You can't pray over foods that God deemed to be unpermissible to eat. But all this stuff comes out of the church. They will be eating these things in the church, in the house of God. Because they say this, number five, for it is sanctified by prayer. It is sanctified by the word of God and, and with prayer. But the Lord tells us at verse six, it says, if you put the brethren in remembrance of these things, what things? These seducing spirits and these doctrines of devils. It says, you shall be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished up in the word of faith of good doctrine, whereunto thou hast attained. Number seven, it says, but refuse profane and old wise fables and exercise yourself rather unto godliness. Brothers and sisters, there's a disparity here between God's way and Satan's way. Let's continue reading. It says, these festivals, going back to Halloween and the Wikipedia, these festivals come out of many Gentile or European nations, and it has been passed down to the aboriginal peoples of the earth. When the Mexicans got a hold of All Hallows' Eve, and the Mexicans got it through the Catholic Church, the Mexicans or Hispanics make up a big portion of the membership of the Catholic Church. Just walk through a flea market. You'll see all kind of crosses that the Mexicans are selling. The cross represents Rome, Catholicism. When the Mexicans got a hold to it, they changed the name of it, but they did the same thing, but they called it a day of the dead. So you're gonna see a lot of things coming up, brothers and sisters, in the, in the days to come. You're going to see a lot of things coming up in the days to come, brothers and sisters. You're going to see the Mexicans and the Hispanics celebrating a day of the dead. They're going to be dressed up in their skeletons and, and facial paint, and they're going to be having celebrations at the grave. Brothers and sisters, these are things that when you see it, you need to know what they are, a day of the dead. And I just want to go here and show you some of the images that pop up when you type in a day of the dead. Look at all these images that pop up when you type in the day of the dead. It is associated with skeletons and dead things. A day of the dead, brothers and sisters. They got all type of costumes that they're selling day of the dead all of it is represented by death skeletons we're just trying to educate you on the word of god brothers and sisters to let you know that if some of these things came out of the church then what in this hell is wrong with the church brothers and sisters come on now I'm not, I'm not saying it. The Bible is saying it, brothers and sisters. I'm just reading it. All these images, all these things, skulls, Day of the Dead celebrations. 
This is where it came from. Google it. Look it up yourself. Look at all. Look, just just look at this, brothers and sisters. Just look at the celebration. And you think it ain't gonna go down in Louisiana? Yeah, it's about to go down in Louisiana. Let's look up a day of the dead in the Wikipedia. It says on October 31st, All Hallows Eve, which is translated into Halloween, the children make a children's altar to invite the spirit of dead children to come back for a visit. Whoa. Didn't we read in the book of Ecclesiastes, the ninth chapter, that the dead know nothing? So how can you be inviting the spirit of dead children to come back to visit you? November the 31st is All Saints Day, and the adult spirits will come to visit. November the 2nd is All Souls Day, when families go to the cemetery to decorate the graves and tombs of their relatives. The three-day festival is filled with marigolds, the flowers of the dead, the breed of the dead, I'm sorry, the bread of the dead, sugar skulls, cardboard skeletons, tissue paper decorations, fruits and nuts, incense, and other traditional foods and decorations. Where do you think you got the candy from? The candy originated from this celebration when they invited the souls of the dead children, they wanted to have candy for them. So this is where the candy came from. So when your child, who's dressed up like a witch or warlock, comes to the door of someone and beats on it and say trick or treat, they hand them candy. That's where it came from, brothers and sisters. It's all a wicked, evil, perverted celebration, and they're doing it in the church today. When it comes to festivals, to festivals of man, the Lord warns us against them, brothers and sisters. The Lord warns us against them. Let's go to the book of Isaiah, the first chapter. Those who participate in the Halloween celebration, the Lord says of those persons that they are no better than those of Sodom and Gomorrah. Isaiah 1. 13 through 20, Isaiah 1, 13 through 20, and it reads, bring no more vain oblations. Incense is an abomination to me. The new moons and Sabbaths, the calling of assemblies, I cannot away with. It is iniquity, even the solemn meeting your new moons and your appointed feast, my soul hater. They are a trouble unto me. I am weary to bear them. And when you spread forth your hands, I will hide my eyes from you. Yeah, when you make many prayers, I will not hear. Your hands are full of blood. So brothers and sisters, there was many things going on here. Even Israel got into the uh, routine that they were going to take God's feast days and pervert them and do them the way they wanted to do them. So the Lord said, whether you are doing one of my own feast days and doing it wrong or incorrectly, or you're doing one of your own festivals 
That's where the word festival comes from, feast, brothers and sisters. Or if you're doing one of your own festivals and it is not of me, I'm rejecting it. It says at verse 16, wash you, make you clean, put away the evil of your doings from before me, cease to do evil. So brothers and sisters, when we continue reading, we find out more and more of abomination that actually came out of the Roman Catholic Church. And we here today, not knowing any better, we follow behind the same people and the same church that God is coming to do away with and replace it with his own. Let's go to Deuteronomy, the 18th chapter. God knew we would be among the Gentiles during slavery, brothers and sisters. He is the one who sent us into slavery because of our disobedience. And you can read that in, in, in the book of Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter. It's the chapter of the blessing and the curses. It says, when the Lord shall scatter you. How did the Lord scatter us? By ships. God knew that we would be in all these Gentile nations. He knew we would be planted amongst the nations of the world. However. Just like back in the day, when God was giving us these promised lands, God said, when you go into these lands, don't do what they do. Let's go to Deuteronomy, the 18th chapter, verses 9 through 12. Deuteronomy, the 18th chapter, verses 9 through 12. I know, brothers and sisters, that you look funny when you don't do the same thing that everybody else doing. Your whole family members and friends are celebrating Christmas and they celebrating other things. And you say, well, you know what? I'm good. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not going to do Well, what's wrong with you? You are trying to do the right thing and doing the right thing. They're asking you what's wrong with you. You're going to be isolated, brothers and sisters. When you start walking this path that God wants us to be on, you're going to be isolated. And this is why we have to come together and we have to do our own activities, brothers and sisters, outside of the Lord's feast days. We can get together and we can have a good time without doing some of the things that the world has placed upon us to do. There's bowling parties that we can do. There's uh, um, pool parties that we can do. Shooting pool is what I mean. There's uh, uh, um um, cookouts that we can do. We can always come together, brothers and sisters, and love on one another and encourage one another and build one another up. Don't you know all the things that we deal with on an everyday basis is enough to make us go insane? Problems in our marriage, problems within our children, problems at our home, problem at our jobs, problem at our school. The pressures of life is caving in on us, brothers and sisters. They say that gravity is a force that hits you at so many pounds of pressure per square inch of your body. I'm saying to you, if you don't have the faith and the word of God enough within you to push from within you outside of you to counter the things that Satan in this world has pushing down on you, then you're going to live a life of depression. You're going to hold a grudge. You're not going to be able to let things go. 
brothers and sisters, let's let's read this. We're in the book of Deuteronomy, the 18th chapter. The Lord said, when you go into these nations, don't do what they do. 9 through 12, it says, when you come into the land which the Lord your God gives you, you shall not learn to do after the abomination of those nations. There shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or daughter to pass through the fire or use of divination or an observer of times or an enchanter or a witch. Oh, wait a minute. You dress your child up as a witch. And the Lord just says here, there shall not be found among you any one of you that make his son or his daughter. a witch or a charmer or a consulter with familiar spirits or a wizard. There you go, Harry Potter. Or a necromancer. Last week, I explained that the word necro, N-E-C-R-O, means death or dead. And according to the Grimm's Law of Constance, the C, the K, and the G are interchangeable, which means they don't alter the meaning of the word. So if you replace the word uh, 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 Negro with Negro, they mean the same thing, dead. N-E-C-R-O-N-E-G-R-O. So the Bible says, don't become a necromancer. Don't become one who's fascinated or has anything to do with celebrations of dead. And when I say celebrations, I'm talking about ones that are putting them up as if they're communicating with the dead, brothers and sisters. We got to be careful. It says, for all that do these things are an abomination to the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord, thy God, does drive them out from before you. So the Lord got rid of nations, destroyed nations for doing the very same things that the church is sponsoring for our children to do. That's why the Bible says that judgment is going to come back in the uh, in the church first. I wonder why. The world and Satan makes evil fair seeming. It appears as if the whole world is making this day a day for your children, a day of celebration. Everybody seems to be walking in the same direction, but those who are following Jesus. Society has packaged evil in a beautiful wrapping paper. The same way Satan was, 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 his covering was all these beautiful things, brothers and sisters. That's why the book of Genesis, the third chapter, it says that when the woman saw that this tree, which means Satan, was pleasant to the eyes. Satan repeats the same thing. He makes these things pleasant to the eyes. Every holiday is associated with the color. Halloween is associated with orange. Christmas is associated with red and, and green. Easter is associated with those pastel colors like pink and sky blue. Brothers and sisters, this is not by mistake. It's the same thing that happens when you go into the store. 
When you go to the hot dog stand, it's no mistake that the colors of the hot dog stand is yellow and red. Because when you think of yellow and red, you think of ketchup and mustard. Things you put on a hot dog. The juices that we drink got coloring in them. If you're drinking something that's red, all of a sudden you're going to think of strawberry and raspberry or anything berry. If you drink anything that, that's yellow looking, you're going to think of lemonade. Everything is based on shapes and, and colors and sizes because they know how our mind works, brothers and sisters. Engineers of evil. It's time for our minds to change. Let's go to Romans 12, 1 and 2. Romans 12, 1 and 2. To the book of Romans, the 12th chapter, verses 1 and 2. And it reads, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto, the, unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. You may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So brothers and sisters, when you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you have just become transformed by the renewing of your mind. I know some people say that was the day that I became saved, E-D, saved, past tense. How can you be saved, past tense, when you can fall back from grace and go back to sin? No, brothers and sisters, saved is when you step foot in the kingdom of God. You can no longer sin. You can no longer die. You can no longer feel any hurt, harm, or danger. You would be in your spirit body and you would be perfect. You would be born again in your spirit body. So accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior is not being born again. It's not being saved. It's being transformed by the renewing of your mind. You have become a new creature in Christ. You have been transformed. Let's go to the book of Isaiah, the fifth chapter. There will be some among us that say that this is for our children. Let's, let's not take away the fun that our children are having. There's so much stuff going on that we need to give our children something. Okay, I'll tell you what. In order to be safe out there, we just not going to let them go door to door. We're going to go to the church and we're going to get in the church park, parking lot. You're going to bring your car and pump open the trunk of the car. And we're going to let the children walk around and get their candy. God don't compromise with evil, brothers and sisters. It's still about the day and the origin of the day, brothers and sisters. Then some people say, well, let's dress them up in superhero costumes instead of witches and, and, and warlocks and, and villains and ghosts. Let's, let's put them on a Superman or a Batman or a Wonder Woman. You still celebrating the origin of the day, which is the day of the dead, brothers and sisters. Ain't nothing wrong with having a costume party another time of the year, a sleepover another time of the year. Ain't nothing wrong with doing those things. 
celebrating this day is what it is, brothers and sisters, which is anti-Christ. Let's go to Isaiah 5 and 20. Isaiah 5 and 20. Isaiah 5 and 20. And it reads, Woe unto them that call evil good, and call good evil, that put darkness for light, and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet, and sweet for bitter. It's the same thing when Satan was kicked out of heaven, the words woe was mentioned, woe unto the inhabitants of the earth. Woe unto them that call evil good. Woe unto the pastors that mislead my sheep. Brothers and sisters, Halloween came out of the Roman Catholic Church. You cannot be a Christian and celebrate Halloween. If we just read the book, brothers and sisters, and keep the writings of this book to the best of our ability and do what we can to encourage others to do the same thing, we will be favorable in the eyes of God. Let's go to Revelations 22, 14 and 15. Revelations 22, 14 and 18. And it reads, blessed are they that do his commandments. What about if you don't do his commandments? Then according to this Bible, you ain't blessed. Next time somebody's, they, <laughs> they say, oh, how you doing? Oh, I'm blessed. Are you really blessed? According to what definition? And this is what we have to keep in mind, the biblical definition of these things. The biblical definition of what saved is, the biblical definition of what being born again is, the biblical definition of sin, the transgression of the law. So the biblical definition of being blessed is, according to Revelations 22 and 14, blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life, which we had access to in the garden and may enter in through the gates into the city for without our dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and idolaters and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. Isn't it something that we had in the beginning something or the same thing that's going to be offered to us in the end? We had to go through all of this just to get what we already had for free, which is the tree of life. We could have lived forever, brothers and sisters. But we traded God in with these things. And this is why God wants us to be so careful. Halloween has become a day without God. We don't hear him mentioned in the celebration of Halloween. We don't see evidence of him in the celebration of Halloween. Yet it comes out of the church. All Hallows Eve, 
All Saints Day, the day of the dead. Let's read 1 Thessalonians, the fifth chapter. 1 Thessalonians, the fifth chapter, 18 through 22. 1 Thessalonians, the fifth chapter. I'm sorry, did I say fifth chapter? 1 Thessalonians, let's see. Can't be the fifth chapter. <laughs> Let me see. Let me see what that is. First Thessalonians. Can't be the second chapter. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. I did say first Thessalonians. I'm in second Thessalonians. First Thessalonians, the fifth chapter. 18 through 22, and it reads. And everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Quench not the spirit, despise not uh, prophecies or prophesyings, prophes prophesyings, prove all things, hold fast that which is good, abstain from all appearance of evil, and and the very God of peace sanctify you wholly, and I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, this is something that I have to admit that Sister Key Israel and I had a conversation about, although I don't celebrate, um, um, what do you call it, um, St. Valentine's or Valentine's Day. Um, couples around, my wife and I do. You know, we we celebrate each other all year round. So we went to a um, a log cabin the weekend that Valentine's Day was celebrated on. And so the wife of one of the couples put up Valentine's Day balloons and she put it up and she put up red and everything. And she wanted people to take pictures by it. Well, I don't celebrate it. I didn't think nothing of it, but I took pictures by it. And some who follow the lesson has something to say because it was the appearance that that was something that I celebrated. And so again, when you're reading this, it says abstain from all appearance of evil. So we even have to be careful with those in which we communicate with and commune with who's doing those type of things when we are around them. Because it would appear as if you agree with those persons that are doing those same things. I know it's a lot, brothers and sisters, but we don't want someone to fall from their faith because of us. We're gonna go ahead and close this thing out. It is eight o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time, but let's go ahead and sum up the whole matter of the whole situation. This day, Halloween was sanctioned by the church. More importantly, the Roman Catholic Church. When Jesus spoke about deception in his name in the book of Matthew, the 24th chapter, this is one of the greatest examples that we can use of what he meant in Matthew 24. Let's go and close out our last place, 2 Corinthians, the 11th chapter. 2 Corinthians, the 11th chapter. Let's read verses 1 through 4. And it reads, would to God you could bear with me a little in my folly and indeed bear with me. 
for I am jealous over you with godly jealousy, for I have espoused you to one husband that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. But I fear, lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your mind shall be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. For if he that comes preaches another Jesus, whom we have not preached, so hold, wait a minute. So you mean to tell me there's another Jesus that says that it's okay for you to eat anything you want to eat as long as you pray over it? There's another Jesus that has his Sabbath on Sunday instead of the day that the Jesus of this Bible told us to keep, which is the Sabbath day from Friday sundown to Saturday Sunday. Yes, there's another Jesus, brothers and sisters. That's why the Bible mentions it. There's a Jesus of this Bible, and then there's a Jesus of the world. It says, for if he that comes preaches another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if you receive another spirit, which we have not received, or another gospel, which you have not accepted, you might well bear with him. How do you bear with him? With the word of God, brothers and sisters. Let's read 13 through 15, and it says, for such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostle of Christ. And no marvel, Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. So brothers and sisters, it is October the 19th. We have 11 more days before Halloween gets here. We did this lesson purposely, 11 days before. So you got 11 days to share this lesson and show people that Halloween number one is not of God, but it came out of a specific church. and how the Lord does not condone us having a relationship or communicating with the dead or have a relationship or communicating with anyone that is a witch or a wizard or any of those things that many of our children are gonna be dressed up as this upcoming holiday. So brothers and sisters, I'll share with you one more time the story about the truth and the lie. One day, truth and a lie went swimming together. And when last saw truth in the water naked, lie went and put on truth's clothing. And now what we have a neck is a naked truth uncovering that well-dressed lie. And the way we did it tonight was with absolute truth, brothers and sisters. Thank you so much for your time. Now, brothers and sisters, those who are watching via Facebook Live, please go to our YouTube channel, which is called Truth Hour TV, and please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Truth Hour TV. I'm going to put that in the comment section. That way, those people, some people don't have Facebook. But you can still share this lesson with them by going to YouTube and getting the lesson off YouTube and sharing it in the form of a text message right to their phones. And those of you who are on YouTube, go to Facebook and like our group page, The Truth Hour Bible Show. 
again, the Truth Hour Bible Show. If you would like to be added to our text message invite me re reminder list, then text your name and the keywords Truth Hour to 312-719-7310, and we will add you. That way, right before we go live, you'll get a reminder that the Truth Hour is about to come on and what the lesson will be for that particular Tuesday. Again, 312-719-7310. Text your name and the keywords Truth Hour. All right? So again, brothers and sisters, I mentioned earlier in the broadcast that through my organization, POET, P-O-E-T, People of Extraordinary Talent, my wife's organization, Black Girl Magic, B-L-A-Q, Believe in the Lord, Ask Questions. I love acronyms, y'all. Um, that's not an acronym. That is a, um, I, the word escapes me. Um, but Diane, you on here, you know what these things are. Um, man, I forgot what it's called. But you, somebody put it in the comment section. P-O-E-T, People of Extraordinary Talent. Um, Black, B-L-A-Q, believe in the Lord, ask questions. Man, I forgot what it is. But anyway, we're all getting together, all of our groups, all of our organizations. We're going to buy brand new coats for the homeless. Brand new coats for the homeless. Okay? We did that last year. And uh, got you, Brother Willie. We did that last year, and it was a, it was a great success. And so many people were happy. And we're comforted, brothers and sisters, through our efforts to um, give them clothing shelter, brothers and sisters, from the elements. So I thank you for that. I am locking you in right now, Brother Andrews. Save. Okay, great. Um, acronym. No, did I say acronym? I did say acronym, but that's, that's not, is that what I'm looking for? Let me see, acronym. Yeah, you are right, and I was right. I doubted myself. Sister Miranda, thank you so much. It is an acronym. Okay. So uh, yeah, thank you guys so much, man. I'm tired. I'm going to go lay down. I got to get back up at 930. I got to be at work at 11 o'clock tonight, and I work from 11 o'clock p.m. to 7 a.m. So um, I try to utilize that time now to study a little bit. And for those who are out there um, who work for the Chicago Public Schools or park districts, or if you know anybody that work at some of those places, I am running for president of our union, SEIU Local 73. So if you guys know anyone who's a part of our union or who may be a part of our union, ask them, hey, what union are you with? And if they say SEIU Local 73, you say, Brother Black Eyes, Tyrone DeAndre Hawthorne is running for president. I want you support, to support him and then connect us together, all right? So with that being said, I thank you guys so much. Uh, we have so many charity events coming up. We have another event called Feed Our Starving Children that's coming up that we will be doing. And also my wife and I, we got together this morning um, I'm sorry, last night. And I told her that God inspired me to have a vision, which is alongside of the vision that she already had, to help 300 people get hired. Okay? So if you know anyone looking for a job, we are looking for 300 people in the Chicagoland area that's looking for a job. The job starts at $24 an hour. It's with UPS. Mm -hmm. 
okay? So we want you to submit the names of the persons that need a job. We're looking for 300 people that need and want a job, all right? Plenty of overtime available. Um, so that's another thing, right? There's There, there are part-time hours that are available, but the ability for overtime, you know, is there for you to get eight hours in. $24 an hour starting, brothers and sisters. So in the Chicagoland area, we're looking to employ or, or give over 300 people employment. All right, y'all got it? All right, with that being said, let's go ahead, stand up, face Jerusalem, and pray out. Father God, we thank you for allowing us to present to your people, Father God, another powerful lesson that comes straight from your word, the Bible, Father God. Basic instructions before life eternal. Father God, we pray that your word and your message was received, Father God, that there was no I in it, only you, Father God, that there was no ego or pride as I delivered this lesson tonight, Father God. I ask that you continue to humble me, Father God, so that when I am delivering your word, all they will see and hear is you, Father God. Father God, touch and bless all those who are watching and those who are listening, those who may be dealing with any type of illnesses or any type of life situations that they're dealing with, Father God. Um, just give them some type of comfort and some type of peace, Father God. Reveal yourself unto them, Father God, through your way and through your word. Father God, we ask and hope and pray that this lesson tonight was a blessing to those who are watching and to those who are listening. We pray these things through your son, Jesus, Yeshua name. Amen. We thank you so much, brothers and sisters, for tuning in to tonight's Bible class, Truth Hour. Get ready for next week. My challenge to each and every one of you, as it was last week, is that next week you bring one person with you. That's your homework assignment. Next week you bring one person with you. And again, we got 11 days to share this lesson. Write on your stat, did you know that Halloween came out of the church? And you cannot celebrate, you cannot be a Christian and celebrate Halloween. All right? Thank you so much for your time. Peace and blessings in Jesus' name.